Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Morning Manor, the Live By Broadcast. I am Apostle Rose White, your host and the Senior Pastor of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, and we do want to thank each of you um, that thought it not robbery to join us here for another weekday morning. Hallelujah. Well, we're here to give God praise, glory, and honor for all that the Lord has done. For all of you that may be, uh, you know, new for the very first time being with us on today, we do want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. We are glad that you are here, and we pray that today will mark the beginning of a great and wonderful day and that it will launch your morning. Um, so that you can go through today and this entire week enjoying Jesus. Amen. Uh, and so before we get started, we like to always do a little house cleaning. And, uh, and so first of all, we do ask that everyone, unless you're on program, please go ahead and go to mute. You're able to do that by pressing the star six key on your phone's keypad, or you can press the mute button. Um, this will allow you to hear everything that is being said, but prevent us from hearing everything that is being uh, done in your background. Um, there may be parents getting kids ready, uh, or they may be you may be getting ready for work yourself, or whatever it is that you may be doing. And so we do like to ask if everyone would please mute your phone lines again. You can press the star six keys on your phone keypad, or if you've got a mute button, go ahead and mute that button out. Amen. Also, we do like to ask that if you're on a wireless device, you've got a wireless phone, you're using a Bluetooth, a headset, please make sure uh, to turn the volume down. And so um, I am able to control from here. So if I hear any a lot of background noise, um, it, it forces me to have to mute out everyone. Um, and so we do like to ask everybody to mute out your phone line so we can keep a clear line. It's important for us to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us in this time and in this hour. Amen? And so with that said, uh, this being Monday morning, we are excited about this uh, particular day, and so our lineup is as follows. Uh, we're going to have our invocation prayer by Brother Thomas. I'll be coming to give our word for today, and then Brother Thomas, doing double duty on today, will be coming back to read our scripture, and our scripture reading for this morning is coming from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, and we're covering verses 1 to 9. And so with that, we're going to call forth now, at this time, Brother Thomas, to give us our invocation prayer. 
Father, thank you for a new day. We thank you for new mercies this morning. Bless today and each day this week the readers, those who will pray, and all those who are on the line or listening by Internet. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Thank you so much, uh, Brother Thomas. Hallelujah. Uh, for that uh, uh, prayer for us on today to start us out. Hallelujah. Amen. Our word uh, for today is magnified Monday. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together on this magnified Monday. That is our word for today. Amen. I'm going to be reading uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1 through 9 from the King James Version. A good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death that the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the continent, the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than of a man to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. Surely, Oppression maketh a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the the patience, the spirit, is better than the proud of spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For anger rested in the bosom of fools. These words have already been blessed. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Thomas. Amen. For those of you that are here and that have just now uh, tuned in, chimed in, we're on Ecclesiastes. We have broken um, this chapter down in uh, three parts, and today we're covering uh, the first nine verses. And uh, because we really need to hear and grasp hold of what these verses is saying, um, Solomon is just uh, given so much uh, wisdom over the last couple of days and gleaning and, and gas and grabbing hold to everything that is being said. And I pray that this morning you all that are listening, that are hearing, even those that are listening to the archives at a later time, that you are taking hold of everything that is being said here. 
You see, because Solomon is dealing with some with some issues, and some things ain't always pleasing, pleasant because we don't always want to hear wise counsel. You know, I mean, even in the first uh, four verses, you know, Solomon is talking about a funeral being better than a festival. And that's, um, that sounds strange, don't it? You know, he's dealing with a friend uh, that's actually a, a person that's taken inventory of his own life. And there comes a time when you and I have to stop. And usually at this time of year, I used to always teach for many years that we need to do an inventory of our life. I actually used to write down the end of the year, normally between the 28th and the 31st of December, I would write out everything that I'm looking for or what I'm seeking for or changes that I'm looking at to be made within me. And then I would put it in a scripture and a verse. And then the next year I would go back and review, take an inventory of what had taken place in my life, what I had observed and seen, and see what, has, what changes has taken place. And here this is what Solomon is teaching. You know, sometimes we've even got to confront our own mortality, you see. So when we look here at this particular chapter, chapter 7, it is actually recalling some things that took place in chapter 6 because chapter 6 ended uh, with two questions. He was dealing with, you know, what is good, you know, uh, who knows what's good for people living in the few days that he have in his life, which is all day. You know, our life is vanity. And when we look at life itself, we recognize that we're only here for a short period of time. We're not here to stay. Sorry to say, but we're not. We're not here to stay. And our life literally passes just like a shadow. And so, you know, Solomon also asks who can tell, you know, what's going to happen uh, after one is under the sun. And so these particular questions are actually answered in this seventh chapter. Again, as we look at the first part, you know, it's answering some questions. And he's telling us uh, so much, even in verse 2, you know, to go to the house of mourning. It's better to go to a house of mourning than to a, go to a house that is full of feasting. I mean, this, this is some heavy stuff here. We, it tends to just not even seem to make any sense at all. But when we look at the series, starting with verses 1 to 4, there's a series here. It's, a, it's, it's called the better series. You know, like a, 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 when, when Jesus was dealing uh, with certain teachings, you know, he was dealing with series, even dealing with the, the, the teachings and the sayings of the Beatitudes. Here Solomon is dealing with the better series, you know, and he's giving explanations as to why he's saying what he's saying. And so he makes a point that it is better to reflect on sorrow and death than to have a good time. You know, this makes us wiser people at the end of the day when we think about it. See, the key term here is good. He's talking about the house. He's talking about death. He's dealing with mourning, you know. And then he's reflecting on some other things that is spoken of here, dealing with feasting, dealing with laughter, dealing with pleasure. See, Solomon states that when we reflect on death, it can have a positive effect on our lives. It's not in a negative way, but it's in a positive manner. And so in verse 1, even when it talks about a good name, I want to say something here very quickly. A good name is, is more than silver or gold. See, and when he's talking about that name here in verse 1, it's not 
simply dealing with a name that distinguished, uh, um, you know, Pastor Baker from Minister Carla or Brother Thomas from Brother John. You know, it's, it's not for that. It's talking also about the reputation, the reputation that a person has earned. See, your name can carry a good name, a good, a, a, a good connotation, or it can be negative. See. It's dealing with your reputation, your behavior, your conduct, who you are as a person. And so Solomon is teaching a very important lesson that it's better or it's more valuable to have a good name. It's like precious ointment. It's good oil. And then he goes on to say, and the day of death is better than the day of birth. Isn't that something? My, my, my. We, we return the sender when we leave out here. When we clock out, we're returning back to sender. And so in verse 2, uh, we see here even more dealing with that better saying. Solomon is saying that it's better for you to be where people are mourning than where people are having a party, partying like it's 1999 and the table is spread with all the goodies. Why? Because he goes on to say that everybody's life ends up in what? In death. See, we need to be paying more attention, uh, you know, to time and to think serious about it. You know, I'm going to mention something that uh, Pastor Baker uh, uh, brought to my attention on yesterday, and it is a true word. And uh, and I'm going to have her uh, to, uh, uh, well, right now she's at a place where she can't really talk uh, uh, loudly, so I'm going to mention it because it's so important. You know, everyone is running around now uh, from Friday, Black Friday, running around like chickens with their head cut off, trying to, to get the, the, the best sale, knocking over folks, snatching stuff out of people's hands, going in debt, then going to be wearing, crying the blues, wondering how they're going to make ends meet because they didn't spend everything that they didn't really have, had to steal, beg, borrow to get a, a gift for someone that may not appreciate it or for a child that's going to play with it for one day or have somebody else to tear it up and they won't even be able to find it. Rather than, you know, being more cautious about the time that we're living in, being concerned about lost souls, we're caught up in the hustle bustle of the season, the festivities. See, but, you know, there's somebody that just passed away. Somebody just lost a life. See, one thing is for sure, our life is going to end. We can take that to the bank. And so instead of getting caught up in all these other things, we need to be thinking more seriously about life and helping someone else to have eternal life. And so when we look at verse 3, you know, Solomon says that sorrow is better than laughter. Why is that? You know, because in our little small mind, our thinking is Solomon then fell and bumped his head. That don't even sound logical. But here what he is pointing out is that a sad experience can teach us something valuable. If we just think back on our own life at the times when we've had our valley experiences, our times when we might have gone through sickness, our times when things hurt us, we have to sit and think, whereas a lot of times when everything is happy-go-lucky and everything is wonderful, hunky-dory, and just fine as wine, we don't always ponder on circumstances. See, sad experiences will help us to grow up and mature, 
Help us to become better people. Help us to become better kingdom citizens. Sometimes it takes us uh, hitting rock bottom and going through some sad things and some bad times for us to wake up and realize what is most important, what is valuable, what is greater. And then as we look at in verse 4, now Solomon is dealing with the heart of the wise. See, and when we talk about the heart, we're not talking about that heart that's pumping within, pumping that blood. We're talking about the heart of the mind the intellectual activity. Here we're dealing with people that are wise in general. See, see, wise people will consider, uh, as Solomon is teaching here, the significance of mourning. See, he talks about the pondering, you know, understanding even the meaning of death, while what is fools always doing? See, people don't like to hear the word, but all through Proverbs, all over, we talk, the Bible talks about you know, the foolish man, the one that is the fool, that one is the one that's always thinking about having a good time, where the next party is, you know. They're thinking not that there could be snipers at that house party, at that club gathering to snuff out their life, but all they're considering is looking at how to get their groove on. But see, we got to, we got to look at some significance, and that is what Solomon is teaching here. Understand mourning. Understand that because we're going to be faced with it at some time or another. We can take that to the back. Then when we look at verse 5, again, those first four verses that we read, you know, it gives a contrast between the wise and the foolish. And so Solomon now is continuing with advice. And if we will heed sound advice, and sound warnings and words of wisdom will be so much better off. See, because it's better, even he teaches here, it's better to listen to the criticism of wise people than to sit and listen to a whole lot of flattering words of fools. It is what it is. My, my, my. See, we, we, a lot of times we get so stiff-necked, so stubborn, we get so heady, so high-minded, you know, and we look like, well, you can't tell me. How you gonna how you gonna criticize me? Here it is, you've got a wise person that is giving you uh, um you know constructive criticism. But instead we rather pay attention to what fools say. See they, the Bible says here that they can turn even a wise person into a fool. And so to hear when we listen, when we hear the term here. That means that we are hearing, listening with our ear, but we're also responding to what is heard. See, that is what James teaches us a lot, that we'll not just be hearers only, but that we will also become doers of the word. See, constructive criticism, when we get constructive criticism from someone that is wise or is using wisdom, you know, this, it, it, honestly, what is being done is that they are rebuking. They may have to re- reprimand it. That's what really constructive criticism is all about. 
it has to bring about some correction. It, it points out, and we don't a lot of times, let's be honest, let's tell the truth, shame the devil. A lot of times we don't like to be have our weaknesses or our shortcomings pointed out. We don't. But, see, this is a criticism that is in hope that it will change us for the better. And so even as I went back and as I was sitting and studying and literally trying to ponder on this this morning, um, you know, the Spirit of the Lord took me over to Proverbs. You all know because we did a study in Proverbs, and I love every year going through Proverbs. But Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1 says, uh, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner, a right out foolish man. He heareth not rebuke. See, he don't want to hear it. He's like, I ain't hearing that. I ain't receiving that. And don't think so. And then when we look over in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 10, it goes on to say, A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred strikes into a fool. That's it. See, this is rebuke, it's instruction. And see, people don't want to accept thoughtful criticism. They don't want to receive sound advice. Why? Because they carry their feelings on their shoulders, and they feel like you're trying to put them down. You're not trying to put them down. Even the Bible lets us know whom the Lord loves, he chases, he corrects, he rebukes. When you love your child, you know, you see them going down the wrong road. And what do you do? You correct. You're rebuked. You instruct. Are they happy about it? No, they hollering about that. My mama's mean. She don't understand. You know, she always trying to uh, uh, change my life. She always trying to make me not have free. Why? Because sometimes we're full of emotions, and we've all been there. There are sometimes some of, some of us are still there. It's hard for us to heed instruction and correction. But Solomon is saying loud and clear here in verse 5 that accepting the criticism, being rebuked, you know, heeding sound advice of a wise person, it will do us good and it's much better than hearing the songs of fools. And this morning all I can literally hear in my spirit is the word flattery, you know, flattery. And what if somebody is flattering you, lying to you? You know, here it is, and I ask the Lord to just, you know, show me something here. You know, and, and the picture that I saw and I wrote it down, you know, it's like you're scheduled to go to a fine dinner engagement. Here it is. You may be a part of a ministry, an organization, a business, and you, you're scheduled to meet with some possible investors. Now, in general, you're not one that normally just dress up, you know. You're you just not. That's, that's not even your forte. And so you'll dress up in your regular attire, your regular clothes, which you normally dress up in. So your attire is not appropriate for the occasion. Like for us as ladies, our blouse might be, you know, cut too low. Or for a man, you know, instead of putting on a suit and a tie, he's he going to continue with his pair of slacks and his polo shirt and his tennis shoes. And so all of a sudden, what happens? The pastor comes for a senior pastor or the marketing director or, or a senior advisor or perhaps the president of your uh, establishment points out that the purpose of the dinner is to, to talk with these possible investors. 
that that individual is advising us on our appearance that it has to be that of professionalism. Ain't got nothing to do with us. But then what happens on the other side? We got our homie. We got our bestie, our best friend, you know. And they come up saying, ooh, you look gorgeous. Or even let that homeboy say, oh, you know what, it don't take all that. All you got to do is just tell them what they want to hear, just be yourself. And guess what? Both that best friend, that homeboy, they foolish. They're ignorant, right out stupid, not discerning the time, the situation of the place. And guess what? It'll cause you to miss out on your purpose. It's better to heed sound instruction, to take wise counsel, securing a good deal that will benefit the cause and the people in whom you're serving. See, we can't afford to listen to the song. We can't participate in the dance of fools in this hour. There's too much today that's at stake. And right now God is calling us to cry loud, spare not, to help each individual to walk in truth. And that truth can go many times contrary to popular belief. That's what wisdom is. It goes across the grave. It, it actually uh, uh, will cause you. Uh, to be in, uh, uh, to offend others because that's what the word does. It will offend. And so verse 6, it now gives a justification for what we saw in verse 5. It provides us further comment even on the foolish. It compares, you know, to their lifestyle, that married lifestyle, to that. Listen, it's so funny how, how God just uses the word to bring about a clear understanding for us. Talks about the sound of them little twigs crackling as they're burning. I don't know how many of you, from everyone that has ever cooked out, you know, used a grill and, you know, you had to use a coal for us. Sometimes we've used a, a little twigs and little sticks and different little things, you know, because may not have had, had coal. And so you use whatever for, for us, my brother and I growing up, where we had wood stoves and coal stoves and all kinds of things. And so when you make a fire, you know, uh, twigs, if you're using twigs, twigs will make a loud noise when you set them on, on a light. But guess what? Those little twigs, that heat that comes from, from those twigs, it don't last long. And let the truth be told, Brother John, when we put them little twigs on there to burn, they don't even burn long enough to make a pot of bean pot. <laughs> you can't even bring that, that water to boil. And so Solomon is saying that this is the same way as the laughter of fools. See, when a fool laughs, it has no significance. There's no value to it. Solomon says this is also vanity. And so as we look at verses 5 and 6, they literally belong together. They flow together. See, Solomon's advice is that you and I should accept wise correction rather than the flattery from fools because fool words are empty speech. Their laughter don't even have no point to it. It don't even mount to a hill of being. And see, a fool makes a lot of noise. I remember my late bishop. You know, he used to say back in the day, back in the late 70s, I used to love to hear him, and I used to sometimes come behind and quote him, you know, he's called me Little Bishop, you know. But he used to say, an empty wagon makes a lot of noise. Anybody ever heard that? You know, it, it's very true. An empty wagon makes a lot of noise. And so, you know, this is like that foolish person. They don't accomplish anything. Why? Because they're empty. 
Every time you turn around, they got something they're chitter-chattering about, but ain't no value to what they're saying. And when they laugh, ain't nothing to that laughter. And then as we look at verse 7, this particular verse, it presents some to some some difficulties. It's talking about oppression. See, it makes the wise man foolish. That statement there is presenting something that can be very difficult to understand. And then lastly, it's talking about a gift. You know, that gift is used as bribery. Saints of God, let me tell you this morning very quickly, you know, because the Spirit of the Lord dealt with me many years ago, even when I was living in Miami, and it came to be a realization. You can't accept all gifts. I'm going to say that again. You cannot accept all gifts. See, some gifts comes with a price. There are some gifts that people will give you to try to buy you. They're bribes. There are some gifts that comes with a spirit attached to it. And so here we see that even in this verse, here is a gift that will come to corrupt the mind. There are some gifts that will even hinder your fair judgment. It's a bribe. That people feel like I give you this, so therefore when you see me in my mess, you won't talk about it because I gave you this. I gave you $1,000. I gave you a $10,000, you know, a, a, a ring. I gave you a $50,000 car. I put you in a $400,000 house. Yes. And so Solomon is saying here that, yep, in times of oppression, a wise man's advice is a little foolish. And as for bribes, bribes will cloud our judgment. It'll corrupt anybody. See, anybody, anybody can be bored, but it takes wisdom to not accept it. Especially when somebody is dangling, if you broke, you don't have no money, you're in a state of oppression, they're about to foreclose your house, they're about to come and repo your car, they're about to take everything that you have worked so hard for, now you've got a carrot dangling in front of you. You've got a bribe that is there. What do you do? Are you going to take the bribe, then be on shutdown, sold your soul to the devil? Or do you say, eh, no can do, take the house, go ahead and repo the car. God got another house. He got a brand new car. He got more for me, going to give me double for my trouble. Hallelujah. See, that's where we have to be. That's the difference between wisdom and foolishness. And then verse 8, you know, uh, uh, there's a double better saying here. Here it's teaching us first that completing something you know, it's more satisfying than starting it. We all start stuff every day. We start school. We start a new job. You know, we start a new business venture. We're starting a new book. You know, we're starting reading the Bible and from Genesis. But it's not what we start. It's what we finish. My, my, my. Every time we start school in midpoint, we drop out. We quit. I got too much to do. I got too much to pay. I got too many other things. We start reading the Bible. In the midst of reading the Bible, before we get halfway through Genesis, there's something that has gotten our attention. We start on a journey. I got to turn around and go back. I left my cell phone at home. Therefore, when we get home, something else gets our attention. We never finish the journey. See, we got to complete what we start. It's better to complete than to start something and don't complete it. And then secondly, Solomon is teaching a vital lesson here. He's talking about patience. See, being patient in spirit rather than being full of pride. And the Bible teaches us that pride comes before the fall. 
patient, which is long-suffering, is a fruit of the Spirit. And it's something that we should be praying for more of, rather, should I say. Lord, help us to have the patience that we need to endure sound doctrine. Give us the patience to be wise, to use wisdom. And then verse 9, our last verse for this morning, here there's a discussion even about foolish behavior. See, this, this, this lesson today is tight, but it's right. See, someone who takes up the matter of anger, oh, my goodness, my, 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 help me, Lord. You know, it deals with the relationship to a person's spirit, dealing with that temper. And see, Solomon is giving advice here because some of us got some bad tempers. We got some nasty tempers. Saved, sanctified, speaking in other tongues, and the Spirit of God give utterance, can quote every scripture from Genesis to Revelation, but we got a nasty temper. And the Bible says, don't be quick in your spirit to get angry. You see, don't rush into overreacting to situations and circumstances. Somebody hurt your feelings, don't get bent out of shape about it. Correct it, say what needs to be said, and keep it moving. I had this issue literally took place even with me on yesterday, you know, and I had to point out a simple fact, point out a simple fact, post what I needed to be posed, and I kept it moving. Never overreact to situations. Remain. We got to stay. My uncle, uh, my late uncle, bless his heart, he used to always say, you got to stay cool, calm, and cool. <laughs> because if not, a little dab will do A little anger will turn into much. See, and I know that it's e- this is easier said than done, but through Christ we can do all things. See, fools will get bent out of shape. And then they have that uncontrolled bad temper tantrum. They really will. They'll jump all up and down, get all in your cornflakes, get nasty, out of, out, out, totally out of character, and then feel foolish, embarrassed, and completely humiliated when they turn around after they calm down and see the words that came out of their mouth or the way in which they acted and conducted their stuff. They'll be a disgrace to their family, to their embarrassment, to their children. Why? Because they allow their temper to take them out of context, take them out of character. So the word is teaching us, don't give in to anger. This morning, that needs to be something that we need to allow to ponder in our spirit today because many of us deal with issues of anger, even say, when we say, oh, I don't get angry, I'll let the right thing come up. It'll test you on that. Let somebody say something about your children. Let somebody say something about your spouse, your siblings, your mama, your daddy. It, it, it might test you. Let somebody say something about your pastor, your first lady, your godmother, your spiritual parents. Oh, it might test you. Say there'll be things that will happen in our lives to test us, to see if our temper is under control, if we have that temperament, the right temperament. And so in closing this morning, I believe that's what the Spirit of the Lord wants us to gather here today, to use wisdom, to have self-control, that temperance, which is another fruit of the Spirit, like patience. Because Solomon teaches that in the bosom of fools is anger. 
See, deeply embedded within that foolish man, that foolish woman, there is that anger that's waiting to be released. Remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about it, even though it's a movie and we talk about Star Wars, but there, there are spiritual truths in everything if you seek for it. And in everything there is a dark side. And so once we become saved, we're spirit-filled, the Holy Ghost resting, ruling, and abiding. Once we quit smoking, we quit drinking, we quit gambling, we quit midnight rambling. It's not to say those things are gone, but they're under subjection, under the power of the Holy Ghost. They're still there. The curse and those words are still there. But we have to keep it under subjection because if not, then the foolish man will show up. And all those little things that are deeply embedded within will show its ugly head. And so Solomon warns us not to allow anger to move in, to begin to seek the power of the Holy Spirit to to totally uh, um, put out, to evict everything that's on the inside that's not of God. Because it's not will become just like the food today and every day from here on out. I pray that uh, our temper will be under control, that our temperament will be that that represents Christ. That's why we pray often. And when we go under the, for, and the intercessors know, you know, it, it's not that we have a program of how you pray. But there is an order. There is a process. That's why we, we pray the prayer of thanksgiving first. And then that's why we deal, you know, with, uh, with the prayer of forgiveness and repentance. Because, see, we have to ask the Lord, you know, to forgive us. And we have to repent from having bad tempers, holding grudges, because we got to release that before we can make our petitions known. Why? Because it will hinder our prayers from being answered. It will close the ears of God for hearing our cry, when we allow anger to control us. Because anger brings with it some friends, and that's malice, grudges, bitterness. Let not your heart, you know, be troubled today. Don't let it be heavy with anger. Things that happened on yesterday, let that be done and over with. That was yesterday. Today is a whole nother day. Today we rise up with brand new mercies. Hallelujah. You got the anointed one, Jesus Christ, and his anointing, the power of the Holy Ghost, resting, ruling, and abiding within you. Anything that you didn't do right on yesterday, God has placed it when you have asked him for forgiveness. He has now placed that under the blood. Let him order your steps today. Let him direct your path. Today is a new day. We've all made some, some mistakes. And we've all had some things that we've struggled with. I've had those times when I've had to completely go off. I've had to say, Lord, please tell them I'm about to go off. Help me before I do that. You know, help me, Lord, today. That whatever I say, let every word be seasoned in love. Help me to speak the truth, not in anger, but help me to speak the truth in love. And this is where we have to be every single day, that we don't get out of control and walk in the way of the foolish. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that you've been blessed by this this morning. It's great lessons that are here, and we will just heed the word. Lord, help me to to learn to glean from your truth. Amen. Hallelujah.
Amen. Well, with that said, we thank the Lord for the word, and it's now that time that we want to um, begin to go in, into a time of prayer. Hallelujah. And so if there is anyone this today. This for men and women of all ages and all walks of life who want major relief from back pain uh, in only 16 minutes. If you suffer from. Okay, we're going to cut that out. I'm not sure where that come from. Um. But at this particular time, that we did have some background disturbance, um, and we're going to go ahead and ask that if you have a prayer request, because I have muted out everyone's line, um, you can go ahead and press the star six key on your phone's keypad if you have a prayer request. Amen. This is Brother Thomas. Amen. This is Brother Thomas. Go ahead. Go ahead. Amen. You're 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 uh, uh, you're open, Brother Thomas. Go go ahead if you have a prayer request. Oh, I had a prayer request for all the servicemen that was here and those that are abroad, their families and caregivers, also for the senior citizens that are in assisted living facilities or may be homebound with caregivers. Uh, We need to be able to keep those people that are at a disadvantage always in the forefront of our mind each and every day because sometimes we fail to realize that we may have it like that, which isn't much, but it's quite a few that don't have it at all. Okay, thank you very much. Amen, Brother Thomas. Amen. We certainly will be praying. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Is there any other prayer request on this morning? Yes, good morning, everyone. And I hope and pray for God bless you and everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I lost one of my neighbors uh, before I moved here in Westchester County. I just found out that one of my neighbors, a girlfriend of mine, we all uh, live in the same complex. And um, our children were small at the time, but I just learned uh, that um, on yesterday uh, she passed from colon cancer. Kind of devastated me. Her name was Rosalind, and she had a daughter and her brother. And I just wanted to lift her family up in prayer um, that, um, you know, that this time of bereavement that God will really touch and heal their hearts. So the young lady lady just lost her mother uh, to colon cancer. And I'm just, uh, when I hear that, it's just like, it's just, it just devastates me uh, when we hear that one of our loved ones has been taken by this deadly, uh, disastrous disease. But however, I um, want to lift her up in prayer and that, um, because her and her mother was very close. If you didn't see one and you see the other, you always see them together. So I'm quite sure she's really going through it this time. So I'm just going to um, live one, lift her up in prayer. And also my in-law, Rodney, uh, he, I went to, when we went to one of my in-laws, he was, his, his head was still hurting um, from the amorism. I think they found another one. And um, I just wanted to, uh, he really wasn't, Responding, he was, you know, he was speaking, but he, he said he was in a lot of pain. 
So I want to lift him up in prayer and also uh, Robin Gertman and his wife, First Lady Gertman, um, that God would continue to touch our body, also my church family and myself, my family, um, and Mother Gertman. I mean, I'm sorry, Mother Garnet and my godmother. Um, she, um, I think we, uh, I spoke about how she, well, she's doing much better um, from falling. Uh, she was, um, I did see her this uh, past week, and she's doing much better. Uh, the cast is off her leg, and she's able to move around a little bit. So I, I thank you, praise God, for that praise report that God has brought her out. And um, and basically, that uh, that's it. Thank you, and God bless you, Apostle. Amen, amen. God bless you, um, Evangelist. Amen. We definitely um, will be praying on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are there any other uh, prayer requests on today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Well, I tell you what, if if uh, all hearts and minds are clear, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Baker. We we also got um, all of your prayer requests on this morning. Amen. Uh, to God be the glory. I'm going to ask if you all would, um, if you would join your faith with mine on this morning, you know, uh, one can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight, and as we trust in the Lord together, um, we can gonna believe God to do some great uh, and wonderful things on today. Amen. Hallelujah. There is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we come right now, oh God, thanking you for this day. We come to you with a heart uh, full of, of love, with a heart full of praise, with a mouth full of rejoicing on today. We thank you this morning, oh God, for this day that you have made. We're rejoicing in this day, oh God, giving you praise, glory, and honor on today. We thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning with the activities of our limbs, being able, oh God, to command our morning. We thank you for being able to get up early this morning to give you the first fruit of our day, being able to read your word first and foremost, giving us eyes to be able to see, to giving us ears to be able to hear, giving us a mouth to be able to speak out, oh God, on today, to be able to even lift up someone else's name. Father, we praise you. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't even begin to praise you for all the things that you have already done. And so we thank you on this morning. Hallelujah for all that we have already heard and said on today. Now, Father, we ask that you would shine your light of your word upon the end parts of our heart, that you would show us ourselves on today. And, Father, that we will lay ourselves today at your feet, on your altar today. And we say, empty us, O oh God. Empty me today, O oh God. Hallelujah. Let there be none of me but all of you on today. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask right now that you would forgive us of all of our sins, all of our shortcomings, all of our failures, all of our frailty, all of our small thinking. Forgive us, O oh God. We repent of not seeing things the way that you would have us to see. 
We repent for the times that we've been rebellious and disobedient. We repent, oh God, from the times when we would fight against wise counsel and didn't want to heed words of warning and, and to take that rebuke and that constructive criticism. We, re, we repent today, oh God, of every sin of commission, every sin of omission on today. And we ask right now, oh God, that you would refill us with the power of your spirit. We rededicate our life unto you on this morning. We rededicate our heart, our mind, our soul unto you. Use us for your glory on this morning, oh God. Hallelujah. And as you have forgiven us, as you have loved us so much, hallelujah, as you have forgiven us today, we forgive others. Those that have hurt us, have offended us, have spoken ill towards us, even about us. Lord, we release them today. We cast those cares at your feet. And, Lord, we ask that you would give us the strength every day to be able to walk in love, in harmony, in unity, and in peace with all people, being able to always have forgiveness in our hearts towards us. Now, Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for the hearts of those that are here on this morning, man, broadcast. We thank you for every family that is represented here on this morning. And, Father, right now we ask that you would touch each person that is here today. We ask that you would bless the Kemp family on this morning, that you would bless the Baker family this morning, that you would bless the Scott family on today, that you would bless the White family on today, that you would bless the Brown family on today, that you would bless, oh, God, uh, Sister Banks, on this morning, Sister Katrina and Sister Ruby. Father, we lift up even Apostle Nooks and Apostle Marlene and Pastor Williams and, and Dr. Sandy and Reverend Sam and Pastor Gerland, that you would bless, oh God, every person on today, hallelujah, that is standing in the need of prayer. Every ministry today, every leader today, every church house today. Father, we ask that you would bless all of our family members all across the globe, those that don't know you in the parting of their sin, save them today, oh God. Let not one of our family members go lost, unsaved. Help us to go forth today, spreading the gospel, the good news of hope and of salvation today. Even as we are rejected, help us today, oh God, to go forth and to tell someone about the goodness of Jesus. Help us to spread the gospel of peace today. Help us to be a people that will speak truth at all times and that our words will be seasoned in love. Help us to walk as wise people today. Help us not to be foolish. Help us not to take on those things of the world. But help us to speak wise words. Help us to accept wise counsel. Help us to sit always remaining teachable, staying coachable at all times, gleaning from those things that would make us wise. And with all our getting, Lord, help us to gain understanding. Help us to get in your word. Help us to read and to study your word, not just what's on the surface, but help us to gain the deeper truth of your word as the deepest calling unto the deep. Help us to go to the higher heights and the deeper depths in you today. Father, this morning, we thank you. We thank you for Evangelist Scott this morning. 
Father, we ask that you would bless Rosalind and, and her family during this particular time of bereavement. Father, we come against the very spirit of cancer right now. We come against that ugly disease that is snatching the lives of multitudes on a day-to-day basis, and we speak life and not death on today. Father, allow every root of cancer for those that are fighting cancer. Let that cancer sound die to the very root in the name of Jesus. And those that have already lost the battle, God, we pray that they have made it right with you and that you will comfort the hearts of their loved ones that is left behind. Heal, oh God, that broken heart. Mend that space that is empty. Fill it with your presence. Fill it with joy and with peace. And fill it with love today. And Father, all of those that are preparing the buried loved ones, oh God, we ask that you would comfort all across the world. Someone is preparing to bury a child or a parent, a sibling, a friend, a loved one. Father, we ask that you would comfort. Bless families that are coming together. Give safe traveling mercies of those that are even traveling today that are coming together. And, Father, we ask that you would bless church houses and, and, and uh, uh, funeral homes and every place that that funeral is being, that home going is being set, oh, God, and established. Bless those men and women that are going to grace that sacred spot, that sacred podium, that sacred place, oh, God, that they will preach the word uncompromisingly, that, Father, we thank you for the lives of those that have already gone, but that we will be concerned about those that are still alive, that we will preach life and we will still preach salvation, even at a funeral, that we will call for those that are lost to come to know you as their Lord and as their Savior. Let the funeral service turn into a time of celebration, into a time of deliverance. Let people be able to be delivered all over this land. We speak deliverance on today. Father, we lift up even Rodney this morning. Oh, God, you're able to correct that issue, that aneurysm. You're able to dissolve abnormalities right now in Jesus' name. You're able to remove the headaches right now. We speak the headaches right now in the name of Jesus. Every person that is dealing with a headache, Father, heal right now. We say be healed in the name of Jesus. Remove the head pain. Remove the discomfort. Remove the feeling of clogginess and fogginess right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for healing. We thank you for the praise reports that are going to come forth of people that are suffering with some type of pain and discomfort even in their heads. For the many that have been diagnosed with having types of aneurysm, whether it was in their head, in their abdomen, different parts. Father, we thank you for the praise reports that are going to come forth. We may not even know them, but we'll see the posts being put up of people that miraculously, supernaturally being healed in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up First Lady Gertman. We lift up Mother God to you today. We lift up all of the spiritual parents and all of those that make up those that, that part impart so much into the life of evangelist God. And we thank you, oh God, for these men and women of God. We thank you for Mother God and how you brought her through and how she's doing so much better. We ask that you will continue to touch and heal her body on today. Continue to do for First Lady Gertman what needs to be done on today. We thank 
thank you for her pastor today, oh God, of the salvation and deliverance. And we thank you for that church family on today. We ask that you would bless, that you would keep them day by day, oh God. And we give you praise, glory, and honor for the wisdom that shall come forth from these mighty men and women of God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for Diamond. We thank you, oh God, for her today. We thank you right now for Evangelist Scott's entire household, for her husband, for her family. We thank you right now in Jesus' name for this entire family, oh God, for family is whom you love, family whom you have ordained. And so we thank you today for families, oh God. We thank you for marriages today. We thank you for godly relationships on today. We thank you for unity in the household. We thank you for harmony. Oh, God, on today, we lift up every husband and wife. Be in the midst. Be the glue to hold them together today. And, Father, we ask that you would lead, guide, and direct even those that are preparing for marriage. Father, strengthen them on today. Let them be led by your spirit and not by emotion on today. Bless every single man, every single woman, that they will serve you from the bottom of their heart, looking unto you, the author and the finisher of their faith. Father, we thank you today. Father, we thank you for Pastor Baker. We thank you for the entire Baker family. We ask that you will continue to strengthen the entire Baker family, all of the boys, oh, God, that have traveled, that are in foreign lands. Strengthen them, encourage their hearts, oh, God, today. Her children that are here, all of her grandchildren, oh, God, bless this family unit. Bless Mother Bridges, Mother Baker on today. Bless her husband, oh, God. We thank you for Brother Leon on today. We thank you right now, oh, God, for all of the in-laws on today. And, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We thank you right now for salvation. We thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance on today. We thank you for a heart of passion and compassion. Father, we continue even to lift up even our church family as a whole. Father, we ask that you would bless the kingdom of God fellowship church. Continue to open up doors and make ways for the refuge. Continue to allow the morning manor broadcast to be a lifeline, oh God. We thank you right now, even for the disciples' life class, oh God. Those, oh God, to become students of your word with a passion for your word, desiring to be stronger disciples for you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the men and women all across this land, oh God those that are going forth out to assist and to help even people that are suffering from loss, many that are still dealing with fires, many that are dealing with floods and still recuperating from earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes. God, move on behalf of your people on today. Father, we thank you. For those that are struggling, even within their physical body, we speak healing to the entire body from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. God, you know what needs to be done. You know what needs to be fixed. You know what needs to be corrected. You know what needs to be brought down. Bring down every elevated high blood pressure today, every blood sugar level that is out of control. Bring it within normal limits today. We lift up Sister Joanne to you in the name of Jesus. We ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would give her faith to believe on today, that you would activate faith within her body, that even right now as we are praying, we are touching and agreeing, that we are believing for total healing in her body, oh God, and Father, that if she feels she has to go to the ER, God, that you would already have spirit-filled doctors and nurses there to aid her right now in the name of Jesus, and that Father, whatever medications that have to be prescribed, that there will not be any adverse reaction. God, we thank you today. 
continue to bless uh, Mother Blackwell today, oh God. Continue to bless these mothers' minds, oh God, and all fathers, oh God, even men, oh God, all across the land, those that are dealing with mental disorders, those that are dealing, oh God, with dementia and Alzheimer's, those that are just dealing with mental struggles, period, oh God, regulate the minds today. Hallelujah. Somebody's depressed, somebody's oppressed, somebody's dealing with a split personality. Regulate their minds today in the name of Jesus. Help us to guard up the Lord of our minds. Help us to put our mind on you today so that you will bring our mind into perfect peace. Father, we thank you today. Hallelujah. Bless our children all across the land. Those that are home with us and those that are out, those that have gone on to college, that are in the school, bless our children while they're away from our presence. Lord, I lift up even my son Ronald to you today. And all parents that may have children that may not be in the ark of safety, oh, God, bring them in that they will know that they know that they know that they are born of you, that they are full of your spirit, that they are walking in holiness and in righteousness, and that when it's all said and done, that they will know that when they leave this earth, they're going back to be with you and to hear you say, well done. Hallelujah. Help us, oh God, not to justify or to fix up or to sugarcoat, but help us to speak life even in the lives of our children. Oh God, we thank you today. I thank you for Brother Thomas. Thank you for his heart, his compassion. I always lift up the military. God, we lift up military men and women all across this land, those that are in uniform, those that put themselves in harm's way on an everyday basis to protect the lives of others. God, meet their needs on today. Bless their families, those that are with them and those in whom they have to leave behind. Cover their hearts on today, oh God. Bless all of our seniors on today. Bless the caregivers, oh God. Those, oh God, that are within the home. Those elderly and disabled that are within their home, their personal care home, or if they're in a nursing home, oh God, today. Cover their hearts today, oh God. Father, let only workers attend our loved ones that have a passion for them, that care for them, that will love them as we would. Oh, God, bless those that are disadvantaged. Let them not be taken advantage of today, oh, God. Help us to be compassionate. Help us to be sensitive. Help us to notice those that are in a bad circumstance, that are in a bad situation, that are in a bad place. Help us, oh, God, to be mindful of those that are in disadvantaged positions today. I lift up my cousin Marion to you today. I ask that you would touch her heart, that you would bless her husband, Oh, God, that you would bless that family today, oh, God. I ask that you would touch the lives of the Williams, the Johnsons, the Blackwoods, oh, God, today. All of the Browns on today. All of the Scots on today. Bless all those in whom we come in contact with, oh, God. Apostle Nook on today. Her family, her children, her grandchildren today. Bless, oh, God. We ask that you would deliver those that are caught up with addiction, whether it's pornography, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's gambling, whether it's shopping, whether it's the Internet. Break every curse of addiction today in the name of Jesus. We stand down right now in Jesus' name. Let the root of addiction be broken and cut up right now in Jesus' name. Allow your people to be set free, God. Let us walk free today. Let nothing hold us back. Let nothing 
hold us down today. Let us not allow anything to attach itself to us that is not of you. Help us to walk in the freedom that Christ gives. Father, we thank you. We ask that you would bless Evangelist Solomon, oh God, today. Bless that country of Pakistan. Bless all of those that are in foreign places, oh God, that are under a dictatorship. Father, we even lift up the country of Cuba right now in the name of Jesus. Every country that does not know you or does not represent you, God, you have a way of bringing people to their knees. You have a way of causing people to come to know you. Father, let every person, let every ear hear the name of Jesus. Let every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for those today, oh God, that you're opening up doors for that you're making a way for their finances, that you're bringing about wisdom today, teaching us how to create, teaching us, oh God, really inventions, expanding our territory. Father, we thank you. I thank you for Minister Carla today. Continue to strengthen her heart. Continue to strengthen her life. Continue to bless in her household. Continue to bless Mother Kemp and her sister. Continue to bless even in the hair business, oh God. We ask right now, oh God, that you will bless in a most special way, even in the industry for those that are hairdressers today, oh God. Give them creative ideas, even in how to expand in that industry. Oh, God, we thank you for outreach. We thank you for outreach even within the marketplace. Help us, oh, God, to reach out to us. Now, Father, we thank you for all that has been said and done on this morning. Help us, oh, God, to not just be hearers of your word, but help us to become doers. Help us to have the self-control that we need. Help us, oh, God, to have patience, to walk in patience at all times. Help us this day, oh, God that we will be a people that will walk humble before you, staying humble at your feet. Continue to bless, oh God, all of our apostles, our prophets, our evangelists, our, our pastors and teachers. Touch the lives, oh God, of, of every member today of your body. Touch right now, oh God, those that are suffering with all kinds of, of issues, oh God, today. Father, those that are preparing to go for doctor's treatment, for doctor's visit, give safe, safe traveling mercies today. Let there be good reports today because we're going to believe your report, oh, God, today, which is good. Father, we ask that you would have your way this day and every day. Now, Father, if there's anything that I have failed to ask you on this morning, I ask that you fail not to grant it. We come against every plot, every plan, every scheme, every tactic of the enemy that will come to sabotage, to break up or bring forth doubt in the hearts and minds of your people on this morning. We come against every contrary spirit. We come against every unclean spirit. We come against every spirit that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We stand on the word. We call on the name of Jesus, and we plead the blood over our lives, over our hearts, over our minds on today. We plead the blood of Jesus over this ministry line, over everything God to have given into our hands. And we thank you today that we walk victoriously in you on this day. 
Hallelujah. 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 Do we have anyone that would just give God a hallelujah praise on today? Hallelujah. 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 There is a breaking. There is a breaking. Hallelujah. There is a breaking on today. Hallelujah. There is a breaking. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. We give God praise, glory, and honor. Hallelujah. We know that it is. We're at the top of our hour. Hallelujah. But we thank God. There comes a time when sometimes we can't always go by the schedule. You know, we have to just go with the flow. Amen. Hallelujah. But we thank and praise the Lord for those of you that have continued to hang in there and to hold on during this particular time on this morning, and we dare not to leave and somebody may actually have a word that God has given you or a scripture or there may be something that you just want to quickly share with us even before we move on to, to close out today. Hallelujah, because God truly is moving by his spirit and by his power. And so if you have a word, go ahead and let that word go forth on today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But to God be the glory. Hallelujah. We're grateful. We are thankful today for all of you that are here. Uh, We do ask that you remember to uh, return back on tomorrow and bring others with you. You know, there's something about starting the morning. There is such a refreshing when we start the morning in the word, when we can go forth in the prayer. You know, there are some mornings that we may be finished by quarter to seven, And then there may be some mornings like today when it's 7.09, you know, and we're still here. But you know what? There's a blessing when we can come together uh, as a body of believers together, touching and agreeing, reading the word and praying. Amen. I thank God for Brother Thomas this morning uh, for double duty, opening us up with our invocation and for pray and for reading our scripture on today. Continue to meditate on that word. Uh, on today, all day, <laughs> amen, to God be the glory. And so if there, if all hearts and minds are clear, no other announcements, no praise, other praise reports, we are going to call forth Brother Thomas to give us our benediction scripture for today. Jude 24, 25, read thus. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Amen, amen. On behalf of all of us here um, at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church and with the Morning Manor broadcast, we want to thank you all for being here with us today. Remember that today is Magnified Monday. Magnified the goodness of God on today. We love you. Have a blessed and wonderful and marvelous day. Amen. Bless you all. Be blessed, everybody. You too. All right, Amen. now. Love you much. Amen. Pray for all. Yes. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Mr. Carl. God bless you all.
You too. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Baker. We know you're there. God bless you, Brother John. Bless you. Have a wonderful day, Evangelist. We love you all. So love you all. Bless you now. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.